Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. We got a lot to talk about today. Um, Let's be real, it's been a while since uh, we put out the last episode. Uh, Believe it or not, yes, the first and last episode was back in 2018. And yes, I know it is practically April of 2019. So bear with me, uh, trying to get back on a schedule of getting on more of a weekly schedule. I'm thinking... Uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays is kind of uh, way in the middle of the actual week to kind of recap kind of what happened the previous weekend and kind of um, look forward to some stuff we got going at the weekend ahead. Uh, so with that, I mean, I guess there's a lot to talk about, but let's start off with some of the good news. Um, the Twins won their home opener on Thursday. That was only the second time in the last 11 years they won their season opener, but the third year in a row that they won the home opener. Um, So, kind of a good and bad thing for that. So, yeah, the game only saw, I was looking over it, um, I was able to watch some of it at work, and I gotta say, it was fun to watch, like, you know, pitching and see Jose uh, Barrios go off. But the game only saw a total of two runs off of only six hits. Um, Our stud young pitcher, like I mentioned, Jose Barrios, he pitched 7.2 shutout innings that featured only two hits coming off of him and 10 strikeouts. And, And I think it's worth mentioning he only allowed one walk as well. So, yeah, that was uh good for us. Um, I know we lost today, dropping us to one and one. Um, once again, I mean, it looks like you know so far so good. Knock on wood. Don't want to get ahead of myself. We got another pretty good um pitching outing, which um. I, I got to be honest, last year I really didn't follow the Twins a whole lot. But it seemed that when uh, they would be brought up, um, this idea of not having much quality pitching was kind of uh, a big theme in that. And it looks like from we had <clears throat> or Dozy, Jake or I, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, Jake or Doozy or, or Dozy. Um, was on the mound for us starting today, and it looks like we got a solid six um, innings out of him. He only gave up one hit, uh, one run. Unfortunately, he uh, on a on one home run, um, but crap, the dude struck out eleven guys and gave up two walks. Um, we came up a little short. If, um, if my memory serves me right, the Indians um got on the board first in about the fourth inning and then we answered back right away and then other than that um the um the Indians were able to get another run come back on top in the top of the <coughs> top of the ninth excuse me and we just weren't able to answer so I mean starting off to you know an okay start I mean you know two games in the season don't want to read too much into it um, so, uh, yeah, we got that. Um, another good kind of, um, good thing to talk about too. I know it's, <laughs> it's kind of into, uh, tournament and it's borderline almost over, but our own Minnesota Golden Gophers got into the NCAA March Madness tournament. I was so pumped for him. I was so excited for him. Um, 
if I'm being completely honest, I thought getting the 10th seed, um, you know, more than anything, it was good for them to get in. Um, it was only our second year under Patino getting into the tournament and the first win over the Louisville Cardinals um, in his stint. So, I mean... But yeah, like I said, uh, overall, I'm 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 glad they were just able to get into the tournament. I think, you know, a reoccurring theme theme under Patino, we do pretty well um, in our non conference games, which allows us to go, you know, okay in Big Ten to be able to have a decent seed. But I gotta say this this Minnesota Gophers team under Patino, I don't know what the issue is, but it seems like we win a lot of games. That we maybe shouldn't, or I shouldn't say a lot of games, but we win a good amount of games that we probably had no business being in. Probably had no business even um, being close, let alone winning. But then, more frustrating, we lose a lot of games that we just should not have lost. Um, But anyways, like I said, focusing on the good stuff, we got into the tournament. Um, we We only saw two games. We won in the first round. We upset, like I mentioned, the Louisville Cardinals. Um, eighty six seventy six, um. But then we met a Big Ten foe in the round of thirty two in the Michigan State Spartans, who, I mean, there's there's no other way to say it. They were they're just a better team than we are. Um. Before we focus too much on that and the ending of this season, I would like to talk just a little bit about the Louisville game. It it blew me out of the water. Um. I think one thing I remember hearing, I shouldn't say blew me out of the water. I mean, a little bit. I think at one point, the biggest lead we had was like 19, 20 points. Um, But again, I didn't follow the Golden Gophers basketball team as intently as I usually like to this year. But it seemed like from watching the couple of games with my dad and hearing what was going on on the streets with them, we just we weren't shooting the three ball. Not only were we just not good at shooting the three ball, we just didn't shoot it very often. Um so one thing that um helped us, I think, in this Louisville game was the three ball. We got thirty three points off the three point game. We made eleven excuse me, eleven um three pointers in that game. Um, and shot 40.7% from the three-point line, which apparently is unheard of because when I, I remember watching this game at work, um, the announcer said over the course of the season, we averaged only 10 three-pointers a game, which I didn't realize was such a low number. I guess, you know, the three balls, you know, just popular today. <clears throat> but for being a team that averaged only three or ten makes a game, that obviously meant we were probably having games where we only made three or four threes. So that was outstanding. Um, I think <clears throat> um, not only that, you know, we just um, we played a good overall team basketball game. I'm looking at the stats here. Um, rebounds were dead on. I mean, we got two more offensive rebounds than them, so, um, you know, turned into a couple more second chance points. But, um, you know, and it's one of those games, really. Um, we just we were the better team. It looked like, and we just had, um, 
the better game. I mean, I'm looking at the stats here and nothing really is coming <coughs> out to me. Like I said, um, rebounds were almost dead. Uh, assists, Louisville actually had more assists than we did. Uh, steals, we both did two. Um, I mean, I guess blocks would be the only thing that stands out because we had three to their zero. But turnovers, dead on at um, five. So I guess, I mean, if anything, looking at this, it looks like the foul game probably helped us out a little bit. Louisville had 22 fouls for the game. Um, and we only had 15. Uh, actually, saying that now, I want to say watching that second half of the game, we were in the bonus for most of the half. And I mean, I think that's huge in college basketball. If you're able to get into the bonus relatively quickly in in the second half, especially a, like in a close game or in a game that you just, you know, you might not win. I just think that's key <clears throat> because the earlier you're able to get into the bonus, the the more pressure you put on that other team, the more you have to make that team figure, okay, do we lay off a little bit so we don't keep putting them on the line? Because they realize every single time they follow you, you're going to get an opportunity at free points. So that was huge. Um, I'm just, I'm glad we finally got the monkey off our back. We got the um, first window under Patino in the NCAA tournament. And, Hell, we're we're a very young team. Um, you know, I look at this. Um, I look at this. <coughs> excuse me, this roster of guys, guys like Oturo, Coffee's only a junior. This um, Kyle Schur, Gabe Clashur. Um, I know he's a freshman. He's a Minnesota boy. <coughs> excuse me, can't really remember where he went to. Um, uh, where he went to high school, but I know he's a Minnesota boy. Um, but I mean, yeah, those kind of guys, you know, we're a young team. Yeah, it's gonna stake not <coughs> having Jordan Murphy around anymore. That guy was a beast for us, and that McBrayer. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then I look at this Michigan State game. They just, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying we're a bad team. But when you play against such a good team in the Michigan, in the Michigan State Spartans, you need to have a better start to the game than we had. I mean, I, I can't remember exact stats, and I'm not gonna look it up because it'll take too long. But I want to say we started off the. I want to say we started off the game. Three for like 11 or three for like 12. Like you just, you can't do that against a team <coughs> as dominant as Michigan State. I know later on in the game, we were able to crawl back in and make it a, an eight point or a nine point or a 10 point game, which is awesome. You know, it's, it's nice to know that you can stick with them, but that just, <coughs> it was a little too late. We just kind of bit ourselves in the ass. And again, I'm looking at the three point game. We shot 22 of them. We only made two. So, I mean, that's that's just the epitome of this team. Um, Michigan State didn't even shoot a ton. They actually shot less threes than us. They shot... <coughs> <coughs> I 
excuse me, seven less threes, but made four or more. So they went six for 15. Um, I mean, they just flat out rebounded us. I think part of that in part has to do they did, excuse me, they didn't miss a whole lot of shots. So we didn't have an opportunity to, you know, get a ton of rebounds. They out rebounded us 45 to 19. I mean, I look at the assists. They just flat out shared the ball better than us. Um, 10 to, um, or 16 to 7, sorry. But weirdly enough, turnovers. They had 22 turnovers. We only had 6. So, I mean, this would have been a game where if we could have turned those, you know, 22 turnovers into, I mean, at least, you know, 20 um, you know, 20, uh, fast break points, you know, I mean, that's, what's that, that's like half of, you know, half of those turning into easy one, you know, two point buckets, that makes this game a whole lot different, but <clears throat> like I said, I can't remember exactly what it was, I know we started off slow, and it just, it, it wasn't pretty after that, but hey, we got into the tournament, Michigan State's a great team, there is only, I think it's worth noting, um, we're already down to, Gotta find it here. We're already down to the final, um, like the finale of the tournament. <coughs> we got the Elite Eight happening tonight. <coughs> um, so I mean, we're down to the wire here, but I wanna say, shit, let me pull this up. I wanna say Michigan State's still in it. So it's not like we lost to a, you know, it's not. It's not like we lost to a bad team, um. So yeah, let's uh let's <coughs> let's go over that too. Actually, we got so we're but we're down to the final eight teams. So we got Texas Tech and Gonzaga dueling it right now. It looks like Texas Tech is up by a basket with about three six thirty to play. We got Virginia and Purdue tonight at seven fifty Central Standard Time, and then tomorrow we're going to have Kentucky and Auburn at one twenty Central Standard Time, and Duke and you guessed it Michigan State at four oh five. So good teams left. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know why I'm coughing so GD much. Um but we got some good teams left and it'll be um it'll be fun coming down to the wire here. I guess on that note I I'm still kind of sour and kind of a little salty. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. <clears throat> Minnesota Timberwolves were eliminated from playoff contention as everybody knows the last couple weeks here. <clears throat> um and I believe, I believe it was, I believe Derek Rose got injured around the time when we were eliminated. And, um, because I remember them debating if they were going to do the season ending surgery or not. And then they decided, well, you know, we're not going to the playoffs, so might as well do it. So, um, I just, I don't know what's going on with the Timberwolves. I, it's tough because they got a roster that I like. You know, I like Covington. I like Saric. I like D. Rose. I mean, the guy is still phenomenal. A lot of people don't realize the dude's still young. He's, he's, I don't even think he's 29 yet. 
think he's my age. <clears throat> um, and yeah, I mean the guys, the guys just got so much more potential. Um, and you know it was tough to see him go down, but you know even even Wiggins and even Towns, those guys gotta <clears throat> do something, play harder, execute harder, just do something because they just they look like they're going half half speed half the time, and that just that pisses me off. So yeah, going. Going off of that, the um the Wild have been less than stellar as of lately. Um, I know they won last night against uh the Vegas Knights. Um, and for right now, we are still in playoff contention. <clears throat> That's the good news. The bad news is there's there's only four games remaining, and we're still I think one or two points behind, um Arizona. And Arizona's not even in a uh, wild card spot. So <clears throat> we're not mathematically eliminated, which is nice. Um, but I got to say, I don't really like our chances with not only getting into the playoffs, but if we are able to get into the playoffs, I don't like our chances to even win the first series. So I don't know. It's frustrating. <clears throat> so going off of that... Um, I know in the first episode we spent a lot of time at the end. They're talking about the Vikings. Um, once again, not, not great. They had a less than stellar twenty eighteen campaign, and frankly, all I have to say is I I'm pretty optimistic. And I know I say this every year. I know every Vikings fan says this every year. Um, but I'm pretty I'm pretty optimistic for the twenty nineteen campaign. Most of our key star players are still you know doing really well. They're coming back. But more than anything, I think Kirk Cousins going into next year is going to have, one, a lot more to prove. But two, he's going to have a year of this system in his belt. Now, I I say that a lot of people are going to probably think that, oh, yeah, you know, he is going to have another year under his belt. He played shitty. Rah, rah, rah. Uh, I think hindsight's always twenty twenty. <coughs> um, I have to say... um. One thing I do want to bring light onto Kirk really quickly is that, you know, when we first signed him, I'll be the first to admit, last summer, I really wasn't on board. I wasn't crazy about the signing. I didn't really know much about him. I was kind of like, why are we giving this idiot so much money? But now that the season's over and we're able to look at the cold hard facts, and I do really do, I really do think something needs to be said that all things considered, Kirk did not have as bad of a season as people made him out to uh, be. I think as Vikings fans, and not even Vikings fans, but <clears throat> NFL fans, you tend to put a lot of onus on the quarterback, and rightfully so. But with how much people rip him, Kirk, I didn't realize this until I took some time to do some research on this last night. <clears throat> but... Kirk Cousins, in his 16 games in his first year with the Vikings, he finished in the top 10 for completion percentage and touchdowns, touchdown passes, and uh, passing yards. Um, In completion percentage, he actually finished second. Only Drew Brees finished higher than him with (coughs) 74.4%. Kirk finished with 70.1%. As I mentioned, he finished top 10 in passing yards. 
he had 4,298 passing yards with 30 touchdowns, like I mentioned, also top 10. And I didn't even realize this. Kirk Cousins threw for more touchdown passes last year than Tom Brady. Tom Brady only had 29. Um, So I want people to realize, I'm not saying this guy played unbelievable last year by any means. I just think one of the things a lot of people do talk about is our depleted offensive line, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. All I'm trying to say and shed some light on is, despite the fact that we had such a depleted offensive line, Kirk still had a great year, statistically speaking, because when you look at when you look at the record, they didn't finish very well. We were <clears throat> what were we six six eight and one, um, and the frustrating part is I thought our offense was pretty good, um, so I guess when I look at it, I don't really know so much if it's that our defense kind of took a step back and you know, allowed more points because, you know, I know we were, were without Everson Griffin for a good um, chunk of the year or um, or if it was just our offense. You know, I, I, I really can't help but think that if our offense were to allow, on average, Kirk Cousins another second and a half, that we would have been, been that much better. But all things considered, we're moving on to the 2019 season. Um, like I said, I'm excited. Part of the reason I'm excited, <clears throat> schedules have not been released, but um, each team's um, division opponent or each team's opponents have been released. So I'm kind of excited about that. <clears throat> As everybody knows, um, that or I shouldn't say everybody, but that everybody that's a football fan knows, everybody in your division you visit and you host. So. Obviously, the Vikings will be going to Green Bay, to Detroit, and to Chicago while also hosting those three teams. But other than them, these are our are our opponents for the 2019 season. We will be hosting the Broncos, Eagles, Falcons, Raiders, and Redskins while also traveling to the LA Chargers, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Seahawks. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but looking at this <clears throat> roster, roster, looking at these teams we're playing next year, not in our division, I feel very optimistic. I mean, when I look at a team like the Redskins, I just don't think they're a great team. I don't think the Raiders are a great team. I know a lot of people are up in arms because... um. Antonio Brown's there, but I do not think Derek Carr is a better quarterback, and I think it's idiotic for Antonio Brown to think going from Ben Roethlisberger to Derek Carr is an improvement when it's clearly not. Um, and like I said, I'm not biting off more than I can chew. I'm not trying to bite off more than I can chew, chew, chew here. I just want to mention, looking at these teams, there's there's not really other than the Chiefs at first glance there's not one team that I am like legit scared to play next year I think the Eagles are a great team but we always play them pretty closely um so yeah but yeah like I said I mean you know with um with all those upgrades you know I know we've signed a couple we signed the uh 
uh, guy, Klein from Tennessee, who started a bunch of his games in his first four years with um, with the Tennessee Titans. So, I mean, yeah, I think the last thing I do want to say about this is I think there's a common misconception in the NFL. <clears throat> I can't tell if it's just the Vikings or if it's a lot of teams. <coughs> um, but to me... It seems like there is this um, stigmatism that you need to have five unbelievable offensive linemen and you'll be set. Listen, the fact of the matter is injuries happen. So rather than trying to have five Pro Bowl caliber guys, I think having this mindset of having seven to nine offensive linemen that are good and pretty much irreplaceable is better than having five pro bowlers because then when one guy goes down you got a guy to step in and just do the thing but i know i already broke my own rule we're we're moving on um one of the things too we're not going to keep this uh we're going to try i know we're at 25 minutes here we're going to try keeping these um these uh Episodes relatively short. Um, I know in, in the first episode I spoke about wanting to, you know, I'm a Minnesota boy, so we're gonna talk a lot about um, Minnesota sports. But I love sports in general. Um, I'm upset with how the Lakers season went. <clears throat> Don't know if I mentioned this in the first podcast. Big LeBron fan, um, but he really should bed this year. So <clears throat> not super happy about that. Um, but yeah, so we're going to try getting, you know, a broad spectrum of sports as well as Minnesota sports. Um one thing I do let ev- one thing before I let everybody go, I want to let them know as much as I love sports, I do not want this podcast to be selectively just about sports. So I'm going to try going forward uh, to end each episode with a little overview of entertainment or, you know, events happening in our own backyard of Minnesota. So since obviously I'm doing this on a Saturday, it's a little <clears throat> wonky, but um, yeah, we're going to try doing that uh, to end it all. And the, you know, looking forward, given some dates, times and venues of teams that are playing within the week who are playing that kind of stuff so yeah uh glad to get back out here talking to you guys again um and like i mentioned in the first podcast i really i really do want to be this of this podcast to be about it's you know it's listeners so if there is a topic that you want me to address out there not just in sports but like in entertainment anything uh please feel free to reach out send me an email to uh mini weekend at gmail.com that's m-i-n-n-y w-e-e-k-e-n-d at gmail.com or at me or dm me on my twitter and my twitter handle is the jack cash so reach out to me send me questions um tell me something you want me to talk about um if you think i'm being biased towards people or two things and you want to call me out on that um please feel free to do that uh i want to make this about you guys and i want to you know make this you know interactive um if anybody out there is wondering i do not have a mini weekend instagram mini weekend um social media maybe i might get on that maybe not so 
Uh, Stay tuned, but thanks for listening.